Gumbo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Here's a three-pointer that's up and in for Tatum. Another three-pointer for the Celtics. And they lead it 88 to 49. 88 to 49. <laughs> Let that sink in for a minute. Oh. I remember that night really well, actually. I, I remember you and I doing the show. It was a Wednesday. We had James Jones on, and he was giddy. He he was really excited about that game between the Suns and the Celtics. Um, Booker was still healthy. It was before everything kind of went to hell in a handbasket with all the injuries. And we were really, really looking forward to the best in the East versus one of the best in the West squaring off and and kind of a true litmus test kind of game. And, man, the Celtics just smoked them that night. When just, was that? When was that game? That was early December, I early believe. Early December. Okay. I want to say like the first week of December or something like that. Wow. And, it, and it was one of, by the way, since the Suns are playing the Celtics tonight in Boston, uh, we were talking yesterday about these, you know, this preponderance of blowout losses the Suns have faced mm-hmm. this year. There have been way too many of them. Yeah. Six of them to be exact, <laughs> right? Um, that was the one time that they lost this year by 25 or more where they did have Devin Booker. And he, other, and he was a minus 40 in 25 oh, minutes that night. I, 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 he I, was a minus 40. Yeah. Uh, hey, this is so funny. I went back to this is, you know, these email systems are great. I could just go back to the date. I sent you four Suns angles that day. One, does this change your feeling on window one versus window two? <laughs> two, was this reminiscence of game six and seven versus Dallas year, last year? Uh, last year, what has happened in the last two years? Three, Chris Paul was not good. Neither was the entire team. But focus on him and how in the first game back he did not play well. 24 minutes, he was 2 of 6 from the field, uh, 0 of 2 from 3, continuing his disastrous shooting. Uh, number four, do the Suns need another shooter? They were a dreadful 8 for 32 for 25% from three point range. Started the game 1 for 16. I said a Koji saved him. He went four for six. Those were the angles in that game after they got bludgeoned by the Celtics. Yeah, and that was, uh, I mean, because if you remember right, it was the, the, the game prior they lost to Dallas, and they got absolutely humiliated by the Dallas Mavericks. Not to the tune like, you know, a 27-point loss like they lost to Dallas or to Boston, but that was the, hey, what's wrong with the Suns? Why don't they match up with Dallas? You know what? It's okay. They'll be fine. They never play like that two games in a row. They never play that bad two games in a row. They'll be up and ready to go for Boston, and the whole city was just jacked up about that game, and they just they got humiliated that night. Yeah, it was the great research done by Dave King and our friends over at Bright Side of the Sun uh, with that 32-point loss to Atlanta a couple of nights ago. The Suns now have six losses this season in the NBA by 25 or more. Only the Spurs have more. They've got nine. And if you want to blame that on the injuries, you probably should blame that on the injuries because five 25-point losses, Devin Booker missed five of the six, right? The only one he was there for was the Boston game. The other ones, Devin Booker wasn't around. Now, no Devin Booker tonight. 
He's not going to play. We're still thinking the Nets next week. <laughs> there, there's some irony right there, right? They're playing the, they're playing, the, they're playing the Nets. That's going to probably be Devin Booker's first game back. That's funny. Yeah. Um, next week, uh, no Cam Johnson tonight. Injury management, Gambo. He's been ruled out tonight as well. All of which kind of has this feel of, uh oh, you're going to get slaughtered. Uh oh. This Tatum and Brown combination is like you see what they did to the Nets the other day. Yeah, I did. I was watching some of that game. Had, it was humiliating. The Celtics had 26 three-pointers in the game. Each of those guys had seven, which is the first time that, you know, two Celtics teammates hit seven. They, they, they combined for 57 points. Like, that, that that combination, Tatum and Brown, is just absolutely fantastic. I give Joe Mazzulla a lot of credit. He's done a nice job coming in the way he has. But, you know, the, the, the Nets didn't have Kevin Durant. He's still out with the MCL sprain. But 10 games in a row, the Celtics have won over the Nets. They're just, they're just a really good team. They're very deep, too. You know, they're actually pretty deep. So we'll see if they do anything at the trade deadline, if they, you know, need to add. I mean, there's been a lot of talk that the Celtics could go get Jacob Portal from the Spurs. But that's a possibility. Naz Reed is another name. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see what the Celtics could do because they're right on the verge. They should be the favorite to win it all. Yeah, no, they should be. They they remind me, and I, we made this comp a month and a half ago when the Suns played him, and I, and I still think it holds up. Um, they remind me of the Suns a year ago, the Boston Celtics, too. They, they remind me of a team that got to the NBA Finals, lost the NBA Finals, were two wins away from winning the NBA Finals, and came back and played the next season just with a high level of vengeance, just like they were looking to take it out on everybody. And remember, that was the Suns all last year after losing the 21 NBA Finals. Man, they were looking to take it out on every single team they played every single night. And if they didn't take it out on you, they would then circle the next time they were going to play you on the schedule and take it out on you then. They were that hell-bent. And, and it, it just feels like the Celtics are kind of doing the exact same thing right now. Um, the, the difference is... You you know, and this is where, you know, we get into trade deadlines and it's coming up next week. Uh, you know, the, the Celtics were active last year at the trade deadline. Will they be active again well, this they, year at the trade deadline? They do right? not have their 23 draft pick. They trade that. They traded that for Malcolm Brogdon. So they cannot. So because of the rules, the, the neck, they cannot trade a pick unless it's the 25 pick. So they're a little handcuffed with that. Like, so if a team wants the, a first round pick from the South, can't get their first round pick this year, and they can't get next year's first-round draft pick, so the first pick the Celtics could trade is 2025 because of that rule that prevents teams from dealing first-round picks in back-to-back years, so they're kind of stuck there. They're definitely a little stuck right there, but they still are going to, you know, they still got the ability to to get some players with some of the guys that they have on their team. Um, the Celtics still have a traded player exception for when they dealt Dennis Schroeder. That's bad valued at like five and a half million dollars and that expires the day after the deadline so they would have to use that quick. Alright, when we come back on the Burns and Gambo show we of course have not forgotten about what really is the top story of the day when it comes to the Suns and that's Kyrie Irving and this connection now being made by many national reporters between the Suns and Kyrie Irving. Is something like that going to happen? Should the Suns go for it at the deadline and get Kyrie or is there a bigger fish that they should be looking for in the offseason because of Kyrie? We'll talk about that next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Burns.
Burns and Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Brooklyn Nets all-star Kyrie Irving has demanded a trade out of Brooklyn. I'm told the Lakers, Suns, and Mavericks have emerged as leading suitors in a potential deal for Irving. Sham Sharania from The Athletic, and he is not the only one reporting those three teams. Adrian Wojnarowski has reported those three teams. Chris Haynes has mentioned the Phoenix Suns as well, the NBA insider from Yahoo and the NBA on TNT. Uh, when the Kyrie Irving news broke, as we welcome you back into Burns and Gambo, here. Gambo, when the Kyrie Irving news broke about noon, um, I, I was intrigued. It raised an eyebrow. I immediately, I, I had two thoughts that went through my head. My, the first one was no, don't want him. Second thought was, does this mean KD is now available? I, I've, I've since come to rethink the first one a little bit. I, I mean, I think we have to talk about it. Um, the KD thing is fascinating. I, I just, I got to know if this means he's available again this offseason and if the Suns should wait and see if he is. Yes. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, I, they really, they really went all in on him last year. It didn't happen. The Nets held their ground. They weren't going to trade him for what the Suns were willing to offer. And remember, I reported earlier this, that the Nets did not have any interest in DeAndre Ayton. Um, so I think if you could hold out, like, yeah, I think you hold out for to go to KD. It's window two. It's not window one right now, but that would be window two. You would you would build around DeAndre Ayton, Mikhail Bridges, uh, Kevin Durant. You wouldn't have Chris Paul. You'd have to give up something to get him. It might be more, you know, with the, with the draft picks and one of your players. But I would think that they would be at least DA, Mikhail, Devin and and Kevin Durant would be your team going forward. You would think, and and I mean, look, previously there wasn't much motivation for the Nets to try to move Kevin Durant because the whole idea was it was KD and Kyrie, and we still think we can compete with that. Now with Kyrie gone, at least we assume he's going to be gone, maybe their thinking on that has changed. Maybe Kyrie asking out, and if the Nets you know, accommodate him and get him out by Thursday... Maybe that causes the Nets to go, you know what, on second thought, this isn't going to work. We need to blow it up. We need to get assets right now. We need to get back into the draft right now because we don't have picks because of everything we've done to get to this point. We need to hit the reset button. And I don't think it's unreasonable to think that Kyrie Irving has forced their hand a little bit when it comes to reset. And that's the case. Sign me back up for another summer of trying to get Kevin Durant because I still believe Kevin Durant and Devin Booker equals title. I, I, I still believe, I still think that is the surest thing for a title, you know, when talking about possibilities and pairing this guy with that guy, unless LeBron James is coming here in the offseason, which I don't even know if I'd rule that out, to be honest with you. No, he's available for trade in the offseason. Yeah, I, I mean, I, and I think that's something the Suns could potentially explore, too. I think that might also equal title for the Phoenix Suns if they were able to get LeBron here. It's a I tough you, maneuver, right? This, this trade deadline coming up and what you want to do without risking your ability to go make a trade for a LeBron James or a Kevin Durant in the summer. You 
got to be very, very careful. Like, this is this is very difficult to maneuver. That's why, like, you know, when I rule out guys like OG Ananobi and John Collins, a lot of these guys that I've ruled out are guys that you would probably have to trade a first-round draft pick or two for. So maybe that's what the thought process is. I'm not going to trade a first-round draft pick now for one of those guys because Kevin Durant and LeBron James are more of a sure thing than those guys are. Yeah, and honestly, that might be – look, I'm just speculating here. I don't know. But James Jones has never been you know, much of a trade deadline guy anyway. He hasn't really done much at the trade deadline. And maybe the idea of Kevin Durant being available in the offseason when Ishbia takes over – let's say hypothetically Ishbia comes in and he wants to make a big splash at the trade deadline. He's the new owner. He wants to flex a little bit and let, let's make a splash. James might be able to say to him, you know what, let's wait. Let's wait. Let's not make a splash now. We might be able to have another shot of Kevin Durant in the offseason. Let's not give up our assets right now. Let, let's sit on them. Let's wait. Let's see what happens in the offseason with Kevin Durant. Because that's kind of in James's nature anyway, right? He's really not a big, let's do big stuff at the trade deadline kind of guy to begin with. And the he hasn't idea, been. No, he hasn't been typically. And the idea that Kevin Durant might be available might give him the ammo he needs with a new owner to say, let's not do anything right now. Now, let's wait and see, because that's what James might want to do anyway, because that's James. That's what he does at the trade deadline. Sure. Yeah, now, listen, you got the new owner coming in and Matt Ishbia, and there'll be more uh, of an understanding of what, how much you can exceed the luxury tax by sure, the salary right. cap. I that's think a big you, deal, too. That's it, very it, important it, in this. Well, if, when you're talking about guys like LeBron and KD, it is. Like, it is. I mean, if you're talking about some of these other players, it's not. But when you, Kevin Durant's going to be making over $50 million a year. Devin Booker's on a Supermax. DeAndre Ayton's on a ma- Yes. Yeah. I mean, you've got to know that your owner is willing to go to $70 million, $80 million paid in luxury tax money. Because as I've said time and time again, it's not a dollar for dollar tax it, 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 where the sons are. It starts to get a dollar fifty per day. Every $5 million you go up over the luxury tax, you, you trigger a new amount. So $1.50 gets triggered at a certain amount. Then if you go up $5 million more, it's $1.75. $5 million more. $2, and it could go all the way up, and all of a sudden you're paying $4.50 per every dollar for a guy. You've got to determine if that is money well spent or not. Yeah, you do. Now, let's talk about Kyrie, because, you know, as I said, my first reaction when the Kyrie news came down today was, was no, not interested. And then my second thought was, okay, what about KD? All right, well, we've had the KD talk. Let's talk about the Kyrie situation for a second. He's been linked with the Suns. Um, Shams, Woj, Chris Haynes, as I mentioned, all have said the Suns are a potential suitor. Um, it's tricky. It's complicated. Anything with Kyrie Irving is tricky and complicated. We talked about this in the 2 o'clock hour. I will admit to being very, very tempted to see what sort of a different look Kyrie over Chris Paul would provide, if that's indeed what it is, right? If that's what we're talking about here. I'd be intrigued by that because the pace would pick up. It'd be another proven score. You wouldn't have to worry about physically Chris Paul holding up and wondering how long he's going to hold up. Um, I don't want anything to do with Kyrie long term, you know, and and that seems kind of counterproductive, right? Like, you get a guy like Kyrie, you think you'd want to keep him around long term. I really don't because he's such a headache, but I got to admit, the short term gambo, I am super intrigued by what that would look like with him and Devin Booker. I agree. I agree. Um, I'm not afraid of a long term commitment to him like you are, and I understand the risks involved. 
But, man, this team's never won a championship. And, and that might be a real dynamic combination. Like, you know, uh, so, and at 30 years old, I mean, it's seven years older than Chris Paul. Uh, seven, you know, seven years younger, younger, not always younger than Chris Paul. So that is, you know, you, you're getting Kyrie still in his prime. Remember last year he didn't play a whole lot. So I... I I'm for it. I I get it. You you only have a certain amount of money you can spend on max players. Now you may say, hey, listen, I if I've got all my money tied up in the backcourt, then I'm really limited in what I can spend on the wing players. And you may decide that, hey, that's not the best avenue to spend my money. And I would I I could understand that. Some people like to spend their money spread out a little bit, right? A little bit on a, on a guard, then a wing player and a center. So the Suns would have all their money, you know, really invested in two guards and a center, and not as much in their wing players yeah and and you know what they do with cam johnson i mean i i don't know i i just know that if they if it's going to be chris the rest of the year you know we're fine with that because it's chris but we're going to be nervous about him every single night every single playoff series every single moment we're going to be worried does he run out of gas does he have enough in the tank does he still have some juice and if he doesn't are the suns prepared for that can devin booker take on the extra load can mikhail bridges take on the extra load do they make a deal at the trade deadline to bring in another scorer to help out if Chris Paul doesn't have it. Um, with Kyrie, you wouldn't worry about... Now, you'd worry about a whole bunch of other stuff with Kyrie, but you wouldn't worry about that with Kyrie in the short term. And that is what makes it... I mean, a, a backcourt of him and Devin Booker, my goodness. I, I, I mean, know. Pick your point. Who do you want to stop? Who do you yeah. But that's that's why we were joking about it earlier with playing the Celtics tonight. It's like the Celtics, you know, like a big brother, put their arm around the Phoenix Suns. Hey, just to let you know, the Kyrie thing, we've done it. You, you might want to just keep walking, you know. Cause there have been so many teams that have had so many bad experiences with Kyrie. It really is a buyer beware kind of deal, especially if you get into anything with him long term. He's a free agent this offseason. And I, I just I don't think I want him here longer than two months. I think it would just be bound to fall apart if he did. Well, I then, know. I mean, but then would you trade Chris for Kyrie and then not re-sign him? Uh, or do you but, just stick with Chris because then at least you have the option to bring Chris back next year and have a point guard? Well, that's the thing. If uh, it, That's what makes trading Chris intriguing to me is because we've been talking about maybe getting off Chris in the offseason anyway. Right, we've been we've been talking about Chris. Like this might be Chris's last year here anyway. So, does it really matter if I trade Chris? Well, you have for- the option right now to bring Chris back. So you, of could course, bring. of course, Where but Kyrie. If the only way you're bringing Kyrie back is with a long term deal, yeah, no, and and that's what I mean is with is with Chris. It's yeah, I do have the option, but I think so much of whether I'm going to bring him back or not is dependent on how he plays these last two months and how he plays in the postseason. We've we've been t- you and I have been talking about that for a couple of weeks now. How does he look? How spry is he? How And if he's not, and if he runs out of gas again, i got to give some serious thought this offseason to move it on from him. Right. And, but and that's so- why, like, like, I get it, but who, like, who could you get that's even half as good as Kyrie Irving? I don't know. I, I just, but who... Yeah, yes, does, he affect, does he affect your culture? Yes. If you bring him in, can... Yes. In a bad way? Yeah, he could torture culture. He could torch it. What if you paid him? Money doesn't seem to matter to him. He's torched just about every culture he's been in. That that that's been largely irrelevant. I mean, money does not seem to equate to happiness for Kyrie Irving. Chaos seems to equate to happiness for Kyrie Irving. It follows him everywhere he goes. It's yeah. going to follow him here. It's it's inevitable. 
It's inevitable he, if he, he were here long term, he would tear it down. Now, this was money. He did not get what he wanted. What he wanted was what Bradley Beal got, what Damon Lillard got, what KD got. I spoke with somebody very close to the situation today, and and they, this, they were not surprised by this at all. The negotiations where the Nets were never going to give him what he wanted. So um, anybody in Kyrie's position would probably want what he's asking for. I understand that. And he, he did, you know, kind of use that I delivered KD to you. You wouldn't have KD here if it wasn't for me. So pay me. I don't see him going to the Lakers for Westbrook because I just can't see KD like, okay, I'll play with Westbrook. They, those two guys don't like, KD doesn't like Westbrook. So yeah. I don't expect that that, the Lakers thing to happen. So now you get into other teams, you know, whereas now the Nets, remember the Nets took a hard line stance. I know we're so blown up this break. They did take a hard line stance with KD. Could they do that with Kyrie as well? Potentially, I suppose they could, and and maybe that would work. Um, the other team to watch in all of this is the Mavericks, and as you said earlier, do not rule out the Mavericks when it comes to Kyrie Irving as well. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo Show, when it's all said and done, could the next Arizona Cardinals head coach be a name that they were linked to nearly from the start? That's next, Burns and Gambo. and Gambo, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. We've asked the question all week long. I will ask it again. What happens first? The Arizona Cardinals get a new head coach or Jay Crowder has a new basketball team? Oh, boy. <laughs> right? <laughs> that question. I I had no idea that question was going to have that kind of shelf life. We asked it yeah. at the beginning of the week. It's still, it's, it's still a thing. I and it ended that, at 50-52. Like, there was no definite answer. I think that they've got to be closing in on the, the Cardinals. I think they've got to be winding this search down. Um, and and we'll probably make the decision next week. Now, remember, like, uh, you, you can't talk to anybody from Philly or Kansas City on Monday. So if you want to get any talks in with any of those guys, you got to do it tomorrow or Sunday. Once Monday hits, you can no longer talk to any of the coaches that are on, you know, Super Bowl rosters. So right. I would think you finalize everything this weekend. I mean, uh, you know, I, I told you I heard earlier that they 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 really liked the interview with Mike Kafka. Um, he's got a lot of success as the Giants offensive coordinator. Did a great job for Daniel Jones this year. Was with Andy Reid in Kansas City with Mahomes. I heard that interview went really, really well. I spoke with somebody very close to the situation today uh, that told me that it did. It, went, it was an extremely good interview. Now, I'm not saying he's going to get the job, but getting that information is, you know, in my mind, that puts Kafka right there as, as at least one of the finalists for the job. Yeah, and it's... And that's been the interesting part about this search for the Cardinals is that there have been no defined finalists, right? That there have been no, you know, the only guy to really get a second interview was Dan Quinn, and the only reason he got a second interview was because the first one was an hour over Zoom. Uh, it, it's been one interview, at least according to what we know, in terms of what's been reported. We've not heard of second interviews, third interviews, anything like that. Everything seems to have been once and done so far for the Cardinals when it comes to the search. So th- that information you've got about Kafka is as good as anything else. We've got to kind of go on and wonder, okay, what does that mean if, if they think he's had a good interview? And, and could it be him? At this point, at this point, I, I, I don't... 
I wouldn't be surprised about almost anything. I mean, there are. I think there are names I'd be more surprised about than others. Um, but at this point, like a zero of zero, it feels like that one's just completely faded. Um, but at this point, I don't know if anything would really surprise me when it came to this search or a name. Brian Flores, sure. Vance Joseph, maybe. Um, uh, Mike Kafka, yeah, sure. I, I mean, Luana Rumbo, sure. There's very few names out there that I feel like I could just say, I don't see that happening no matter what. We haven't reached that stage in the search, it feels like. No, no. And, you know, I don't know that they've got a definitive, um, you know, direction yet. I think they're just interviewing everybody and trying to see which guy pops and doing the interview with the Cincinnati guys, trying to find the next, you know, trying to find the right guy, um, trying to find that right guy. Now, you know, we've, we've kind of looked at the two guys that have been head coaches before and that's Vance, Joseph, and Brian Flores. Kafka, I wonder, like, with Kafka, I I wonder if people would think that that's very much like Cliff, you know, a younger guy, offensive oriented, never been a head coach before, but he's but he's got NFL experience. So, like, he's got that NFL experience under Reed and working with Dabble and the Giants that, that Cliff did, you know, that Cliff did not have. Cliff had college experience where Mike Kafka's got NFL experience. Yeah, and, and, and that is a difference. I, I mean, it, 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 it certainly would be different from Cliff because of that. I, I think more than anything, and we've been clear about this for the 24 days since Cliff has been let go, and I, I think you and I are on the same page. Offensive, defensive, it, it doesn't matter as much to me. I, I get it. You've got to get the most out of Kyler, and you've got to, but a defensive guy can hire an offensive mind to do that as long as they hire the right one. You need somebody who's going to command the room. You, you, you need somebody who's going to come in and not be coach bro like Cliff was. You're going to need somebody to come in. Now, I don't know enough about Mike Kafka to know whether that's him or that is pers- that's his personality. But whoever the guy, and that's honestly, Gambo, that's why I've liked Brian Flores so much. I think Brian Flores is going to come in and he's going to be the man. I think he's going to come in and say, "I'm in charge. I'm the boss. Um, I'm, I'm. It's going to be tough. It's going to be hard. It's going to be a stark contrast to what we've had in the past around here." And that's why I've liked him. I, if Kafka's like that, I'm fine with my Kafka. But whoever it is they hire does have to have much more of an edge to them than Cliff Kingsbury did. That's almost mandatory at this point. Yeah, I think so. And I don't. I, I think it'd be a shame if Kafka got the job that some people might say. That might say, oh, it's kind of like Cliff 2.0. Here we go. Younger guy, offensive guy, never been a head coach before. Um, you know, it was about four days ago we got the information that they were going to meet uh, with Kafka and, and talk to him. And I, again, that's the latest one. And I just heard that it went, it went, it went really yeah. well, that there was, a, there was a lot to like about him. That doesn't mean he's going to get the job, but there was a lot to like about him. So I think that he's definitely under consideration. Um, Mike Florio uh, of Pro Football Talk fame was on Bickley and Murata today, and he believes that Brian Flores is a good fit in Arizona. I'll let him explain why. In Arizona, someone I trust told me two and a half weeks ago to keep an eye on Brian Flores as the potential head coach because 
he would help the team in a variety of ways. Football, exact opposite of Chris Kingsbury, and we see time and again teams that fire a coach look for a guy who, from a personality standpoint, is the exact opposite. You need some tough love for Kyler Murray to get the best out of him, and that's what Brian Flores would bring to the table. Yeah, and then another candidate, and Gambo, I don't know if you've seen this or not. I saw this video making its way on Twitter today. Uh, from October 3rd of 2022, oh. another... The Aaron Glenn stuff? Yeah, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I do. Go ahead. You can play it. I'm going to play this. This is Aaron Glenn, Lions defensive coordinator. He's interviewed with the Colonel's head coaching job. He's doing a podcast with Ryan Clark from ESPN. And honestly, that's probably all the setup I need to give it. You, the rest, you'll you'll figure out. Yeah, I remember the Arizona game. probably our best game of the year. Right? Defensive, defensive man, we went after him. Right? I mean, I, I called Coach Zero more than I've ever called in my life. Because, listen, Kyle, I'm going to go at you, bro. Yeah. All right? I'm just telling you. Well, we know he's not studying anyway, so. Four hours a week. No doubt. That's a whole other side. <laughs> now, Ryan Clark was the one who made the joke, but yeah. Aaron Glenn was the one laughing at it. <laughs> I, I don't know if he's going to be the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, Campo. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. That was that was pretty funny. I got a kick out of that. That was that was some funny stuff right there. Yeah. I, I don't know if he, I mean, you know, again, he, he hasn't been ruled out, so at this point, unless somebody takes a job, we don't know who's been ruled out. You're right. Like everything's been quiet with a zero Evero, so we haven't really heard any any updates with him. We the, the last thing we heard was just the new rounds of interviews. You know, the the Kafka and the, the two Cincinnati guys, and yep. you know that new round where they go from here. I don't know. I, 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 I still, I'll still lean towards the Cardinals hire a coach before Jay Crowder gets traded. Yeah, I'm starting to waver on that one. I'm starting to think that uh, maybe Jay Crowder will get moved before the Cardinals have a head coach, which, um, as Eric indicated, our poll question from earlier in the week was running 50-50 on that. Maybe that, there, there is one other thing to bring up about the Cardinals coaching search, and that is a report from this morning, Ian Rappaport reporting that the Broncos have requested to interview Steelers linebackers coach Brian Floyd. Flores, the guy we were just talking about a second ago, for their defensive coordinator position. That's now four teams that have wanted to or have spoken with Flores about their D.C. job. Atlanta, Minnesota, Cleveland, and now put the Broncos in there under Sean Payton. Oh, by the way, they made the Sean Payton thing official today. They announced that he is the new coach of the Broncos. So we'll see. If he takes one of those jobs, I, I can only assume that means the Cardinals told him, though, no, that they're moving on, I, I would think. Well, how about... Is it just the fact that he's interviewing? Does that mean they told him no? I mean, I don't. That's you don't a great want to question. Be, you don't want to be in limbo. I mean, you certainly don't want to be in limbo. Um, I, I mean, if you you know you do have to know, like you got to tell these guys too. Like, hey, listen, like. I, I I have a chance to get some defensive coordinator jobs if you don't hire me. I need to know if I should go take these interviews or not. Yeah, does the fact that he's interviewing for those jobs mean that they've told him no? I, I mean, I think that's a gray area for me. I, I think it could be, you know, like his agent could call up the Cardinals. No, you're still very much a candidate. Okay, well, my guy, you know, just in case, is going to go interview for this D.C. job. Okay, that's cool. You know, whatever he's got to do. I don't know. It's a it's a That's a really good question. I don't know if... The fact that he's interviewing means he's been told he's not a candidate. I wish I had an answer for you. I have no idea. This thing's been. Would you be okay with Kafka? Or would you would you think that that's kind of similar to Cliff? No, you know what? I would be. That's not the reason why I wouldn't be okay with it. You know what I mean? I, to me, there are enough dissimilarities between he and Cliff that I wouldn't go, oh, that's just a Cliff retread. Don't do that. No, I, 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 I would only not be okay with Kafka if he doesn't have the kind of personality this team needs at head coach right now. 
that that would be the big reason, not not because he's he's an offensive guy like Cliff, or he's never been a head coach like Cliff was. And I think the fact that he's been in the NFL as long as he has, I, I don't worry about that. I just want to make sure he's got the right personality. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it yeah, absolutely. And you know, we'll. You know, we'll see when the guy comes in and does his, you know, press conference and, you know, if he, if he wins the, like, like, you don't know, right? Like, we didn't know a whole lot about Kenny Dillingham. And then you heard Kenny, Kenny Dillingham talking like, damn, this guy's going to get players to run through a wall for him. So I thought that was, you know, that was impressive. And with a guy like Kafka, if he does get the job, you know, you would want to see what happens in that initial press, press meeting and conference and see if he could win that day. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, actually, before we do that, let me remind you that four times Super Bowl champion and NFL legend Rob Gronkowski is bringing Gronk Beach, the Talking Stick Resort, on February 11th. Gronk will bring his infamous Ed Zone dance moves along with hip-hop star 21 Savage, Little John, and much more. Head to the contest page at ArizonaSports.com for your chance to win tickets and complete event details. Now, when we come back, did you miss it earlier? Gambo said no to a bunch of names affiliated with the Phoenix Suns. We'll remind you who those names are next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Burns and Gambo, what's on tonight? Suns basketball is on tonight. Suns basketball is on right now, as a matter of fact. And despite the fact that they missed their first nine shots, Gambo, they were 0 for 9 to start the game. The Phoenix Suns do actually have a lead over Boston right now, 8 to 7, with about five and a half minutes to go in the first quarter of this game. It Stop was, the game! It was an ugly, ugly start. Jalen Brown has Every single point for Boston right now, all seven. Uh, DeAndre Ayton has six of the eight for the Phoenix Suns right now. He's three of six from the floor. Everybody else combined is one for eight wow. so far. From Tatum's over three. Horford's over three. Stop the game now. <laughs> it's over. Get it done. Um, yeah, it's a brutal start for the Suns, but they've got the lead now. They think kind of righted the ship a little bit. Take the seven against the Boston Celtics again. No Cam Johnson tonight. Injury management. Um, I have the sound turned down, but I saw on Twitter where K. Ray calling the game on Bally Sports kind of intimated that the expectation is that Cam Johnson will be back tomorrow for the game against the Pistons. So it sounds like it's just really an injury management thing yeah. with Cam and the reason why he's sitting tonight. Look, the only chance that you have in a game like this is they, you know, they just came off of a win against the, you know, Kyrie and the Nets and, you know, division game and rivalry and they overlook you. The only chance you have to beat a Celtics team that's loaded like this is if they just come in and they they, you know, we remember, remember when the Suns were good. I mean, after the year after they went to the NBA Finals, the few games that they would lose, some of the games they lost last year when they like how did they lose to that team? You know, and the Suns didn't lose many games, but you just overlook a team. And that that's the only chance to beat the Celtics tonight is if Tatum, Tatum and Brown and those guys just figured no no D book and no Cam Johnson is going to be a cakewalk. Yeah. One other thing real quick that doesn't have anything to do with the Suns, and then I want to get back to the names that Gambo has said no to when it comes to the Suns' trade deadline. Albert Breer just tweeted out about 10 minutes ago that DeAndre Hopkins was in the team facility today for the Cardinals and met with new GM Monty Austin Ford for the first time, according to sources. Okay, that was supposed to happen. We're expecting that to happen. Yeah, it happened today, apparently, according to Breer. The meeting between Hopkins and Monty Austin Ford happened. Obviously, he's the subject of a lot of 
trade speculation. Of course, there's no insight into what they spoke about, at least none that I've seen. But that meeting did happen today, so there's that. All right, um, in addition to all the Kyrie craziness, in addition to all the KD craziness, Gambo did the Gambo thing today, and with the trade deadline less than a week away, uh, shot down a whole bunch of names that have been affiliated with the Suns in one way or another. And those names are highlighted by OG Ananobi. Uh, you said that the, you believe that there is not a chance the Suns are going to be able to get OG Ananobi in any kind of deal with the Toronto Raptors. No, I don't think that they can get OG Ananobi. Um, it's a name. It's a great name. It's a name that we've talked about quite a bit. And there was a lot of people talking about OG Ananobi. But I, I, I don't see that happening. Just based on conversations, I don't see that being a player that the Suns are going to make a trade for. Okay, so, um, which is too bad. I liked OG Ananobi, but it also, it, it also sounds like there's a little bidding war that's going to be developing for him, and, and that maybe Toronto might be looking at him. Somebody even compared it to like a Donovan Mitchell-type deal, like where they could get a Donovan Mitchell-like return, which I think is just crazy, like the, the, the trade package. Okay, so no to him, no to the three Scrabinos from Milwaukee for Jay Crowder, uh, Serge Ibaka, George Hill, and Jordan Nwora. You said no on those No, guys. that trade's not going to happen. That, that was a reported trade, I think, by Shams or somebody. That's what Milwaukee was apparently offered the Suns. The Suns are not interested in that package. No on Alex Caruso. I saw his name for the first time today for the Suns. I liked him. That's too bad, but no on Alex Caruso? Yeah, no on Caruso. No on McDaniels from Charlotte. I've, I've ruled him out before. I didn't put him in my list today, but I rule out McDaniels from Charlotte. John Collins, we've ruled him out for a while. I've been ruling now. out Collins forever. His name's been linked to the Suns for a long time, but I continue to rule out John Collins. Kobe White, Max Struess, Josh Richardson, Cam Reddish, all knows. No, 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 no. no I no. don't know more. So Kind of waking up on the floor. When Jay Crowder gets traded, it's going to be for a name that we really haven't heard and that, yet. And that's what I expect. I expect Jay Crowder will be traded, but I do expect that it's going to be for somebody that you just don't know, that, that hasn't been linked to the Suns, that hasn't been reported, because I could check on all the guys that have been reported, um, but I think it will be for somebody that we are not aware of right now. That is going to do it for us for what? this day and this week. I know we're done, right? Why? Quick show. We're out of here. We'll see you Monday, straight up 2 o'clock, right here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Have a great night, everyone. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.